Hey, this is Chase Barber. And I'm Jordan Willie. We're two blue-collar boys doing some blue-collar interviews. Yeah. Yeah, you look... You ever, you look like you ever a kid, work so with good. somebody that like has a beard and then they finally shave it and you're like, who the fuck are you? I went to college with a guy like that because like I knew him for quite a while and like and, like ten months into our relationship, he just comes in clean shaved one day and I almost punched him in the teeth. Like, who, who, who are you? Oh, we got a guy I work with Cooper. Like he he always had like this beard and he like he shaved it the other day. I'm like on all the rest of the day, I'm like. Who's the new guy we just like? Who's the new guy we hired? Yeah. That's like, funny. I, I, actually, I'm like, it should like, man, like, it's eight thirty, nine o'clock. Shouldn't you be in school? Like, <laughs> oh, fun, fun. Um, Anyways, someone... we should probably introduce our guest. Uh, you yeah, got a right. story too, so but hey, Jesse Cooper. Yeah, I want to talk. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you can introduce no, yourself. Good. Let's get your name. <laughs> I'm Jesse Demlin, uh, Slim Brick on TikTok, and that's how we met, I guess. That's fair. That's fair. I did see your TikToks because your TikToks are very entertaining to me because you are the most controversial, least controversial person on TikTok. It's, it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> like you are getting in fights and stuff, and you don't do anything. It's so funny. It's like, why are people mad at you? Yeah, I you'll get bro, that. Bro. Like, is there something in the – well, we should probably describe what you do for work. You're a bricklayer. So yeah, yeah. First off, tell us a little bit about bricklaying. Essentially, kind of. I think most people got the idea. You laid bricks down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you one on top of two, and then you just keep going. <laughs> okay, so you put one brick down, then you put another brick, and then you put another brick on top of that until you get like in the wall. middle. Yeah, dude. You like, know what? It, it kind of seems like the patio work that I do, but you go upwards when I go flat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like the. It's like the like floor, everything. It's all it's all the same. Just okay. one has different materials. So just adult Legos is what I'm getting. Yep, that's that's what I stick to, dude. Like that's why I keep that perspective. Is like it's adult Legos, so I have fun at work every day. Mm-hmm. You do seem very happy. Like I'm texting this guy and I'm all miserable, and you you're smiling me at me on Snapchat. <laughs> Screw this guy. Why is he so happy all the time? Bro, I have a tattoo on my arm that says, "No matter where life takes me, you'll find me with a smile." So. R.I.P. Mac Miller, but I have to keep that up. Uh, oh, just, like uh, honestly, <laughs> not enough people understand that you need to be happy. Like too many people are out there saying, like you got to work hard. The main key to success is working hard. You get put in the it, hard work, hammer down. <laughs> but they don't realize, like the key to success in life is being happy. You will be way better if you are happy doing what you do than if you're working oh, yeah. hard at what you do. Because somebody that's happy and enjoys what they're doing, they spend time learning about it. It's an enjoyment thing for them. So if you enjoy mm-hmm. what you're doing, you're going to learn be- more about what you're doing. You're going to get better at it. And you're going to be more successful. I think that people are like, okay, I'm going to focus on the money. I'm going to work hard. And I'm going to hammer down, have a much more lizard- miserable life. And are less successful than people focusing on being happy with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I posted what I did yesterday. Like, you guys have probably noticed, like, I post something, and I shit post a lot. So, like, I'll just post, right, like, of me fishing the other day. I'm like, you guys are all so con- so concerned about work. Like, just go experience, like, have fun for once in your damn life. Yeah. yeah. It, like, I liked your one video where you said, it's okay to quit. Yeah. Bold play. Well, Bold play. Well, it's, <laughs> it's it is, because, like, and that comes from, I mean, really, that was inspired by, like, we have a guy at work who's one of our laborers who absolutely hates what he's doing and he's in the way of like i could put someone else in that spot or like he could go be happy but he doesn't like he's just like i'll just keep showing up to work every day i'm like why why are you here i know a few truck drivers like that and the i think the problem is is that some people have that mentality that if they're quitting it's giving up and it i think they're thinking Mm -hmm. about it wrong like i'm quitting i'm giving up like i'm abandoning it looks weak and the problem is, is that it's not, it's not weak to quit. In fact, it's terrifying to quit. It takes a lot more energy and a lot more commitment to realize that, Hey, I'm unhappy with what I'm doing. I'm going to go be, do something else. And the thing is, is that it's a good thing to quit because you're realizing you're like, you know what? My passion isn't in what I'm doing. I'm going to go do something that I'm going to be passionate about and therefore much more successful at. I'm going to mm-hmm. go and try and make myself even more successful. That's not quitting. Mm-hmm. That's reaching mm-hmm. up. 
Yeah. Not a lot of people understand that. Hey, hey, hold up, hold up. Who's who's fidgeting? <laughs> all fidgeting? Is, all I hear is papers flipping around and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. That's me. Yeah. It's me. Stop. Oh, anything that happens in the background gets picked, picked up. Yeah. Like, I'm not okay. allowed to record podcasts from the hot tub anymore. Yeah, of course you're not allowed to record podcasts from the fucking It hot was the tub. most comfortable spot to record a podcast from. Anywho's stop flipping right, the pages. I'm, stop fidgeting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going I'm going to my desk. I'll stop Okay, we get back out. Sorry to kill your mojo there, Chase. I just couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> no, 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 that's I agree fair with, enough. I agree with you. I agree with you, Chase. It's like I don't know if you guys are like if you ever tried to leave like a bad relationship or anything like that. Like it sucks because you have some emotional attachment. You're like I can't give up on it. Like there's this idea of who that person's supposed to be, but they're not that person. And then like, once you finally let it go, you're like, what? This is incredible. Like I'm, you're working yeah. on you, you know? So it's a good thing. It's just like work, the same thing with work. I love how deep we got here. Like this just went right into it. <laughs> well, I know, but it, it, it needs to be said and it's not said enough in blue collar. I know too many people that are working and they're like, well, this is what I do. This is, and it's, you're miserable. They're hating their time at work. And when you hate your time at work, your performance suffers because you're just doing the minimum until you can dream about getting home. Like too many people are like, Oh, I can't wait for Friday. I hate this. And you're like, as soon as you're mm-hmm. looking and you're like, Oh, I can't wait to suffer for five. I'm going to suffer five days a week so that I can enjoy those two days off. Or in the case of blue collar, they're working way more than five days a week with two days off. I know guys doing, you know, seven days on for three weeks straight. And then they enjoy the three, four days off. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're miserable doing that. Go apply yourself to something else. That's not quitting. In fact, like you should be proud of the fact that you're leaving this one to go pursue something that you'll be yeah. even better at. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure you get it. We're not saying from that perspective, but I think some people where they get mixed up is some people quit at everything and can't get anything done. And that's the difference. We're not talking about sure. that. We're talking yeah. about the people sure. who are... You know, they've been in the same job for five years that they hate just because they think that quitting is wrong. No, that's who we're talking to. Like, hey, guys, like, you put your time in. You don't like it. Time for you to try something new you might enjoy. Oh, there's a difference between be like, hey, this part of the job sucks or I've uh, approached a a problem that's going to be hard to deal with and is going to take a lot of hard work. Because, like, I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. I love solar. I love trucking. I love all of these things that we're doing. But there's been problems where I'm like, oh, my God, this is hard. And I'm like, but the difference is, is that I don't quit because I enjoy what I'm doing and I'm happy, even though it's hard and it would be nice to quit sometimes. You're like, man, that would sure be a break if I just hop back in a steering wheel and hauled logs. But because I am enjoying what I'm doing, there's no desire to quit. Yeah. Chases all the Edison investors just on the edge of their seat. Don't quit. No, no, I'm not gonna quit. But you know what I mean. It's, yeah. it's the thing is like when you find these hard problems, because you love what you're doing, you're gonna keep pushing through the hard problems. Like, dear God, like look at the solar and SEI, everything we've done over the last few years. Like the podcast we had with Eric there, and like we went through the problems. If we didn't mm-hmm. truly love what we did, we would have quit years ago on some of these problems. Mm-hmm. Because, but we're happy with what we're doing so it doesn't matter how hard you get hit and that's i think what the point trying to make is is that if you're not happy there's no shame in quitting agreed yeah absolutely because well, well said well said you know i don't think there is quitters or people out there that are really weak i know we say that and you're like oh yeah he's gonna quit every job you know what sometimes i've met people I have met people in my life that I thought, I'm like, oh, this guy is lazy. He's not good at anything. Like, he doesn't want to work. He quit. Like, I've had friends, and I think we all know that friend that's quit, like, seven, eight jobs. How dare you at me like this, Chase? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And you look at this person, you're like, man, you can't hold a job. You're lazy. And then all of a sudden, I've seen these people on, like, their seventh, eighth different career in, like, the last three years find what they're good at, what they love. And, like, I knew one guy. He's now, like... It was turns out it was hydro backing. Oh, <laughs> he what a lot of different jobs. Like he did send them my way. <laughs> no, he ended up starting his own hydro vac company. Runs like four hydro vacs over in Alberta. Loves it. It's just a total different change. He did. He quit McDonald's. He quit working at a gas station. He didn't. But as soon as he found his passion, which was sucking dirt, apparently yeah. that was it. It's he, the worst. Nothing could stop him. I hate hydrobacking. Awesome. No. 
coming from the owner of a hydroback truck. It's not that bad. It's it's actually fun. It it is fun and exciting, but it is not an easy task. And the hydrobackers out there can attest to that. No, and the, but that's one of those things where all of a sudden, if you love it and that's what you're really good at, somebody that went into hydrobacking is like, oh, there's lots of money in it. I'm going to work hard. Once that money stops coming, which every business occurs, you're not going to work hard anymore. As soon as the money stops going in, or as soon as you have problems, people want to quit. And that's a big difference mm-hmm. is like, no, work hard, push through it. And you could. There are some people that have that determination to work hard at something they don't enjoy and push through. But Mm. the guy that loves sucking up shit with a back truck, he just loves sucking shit. He's going to keep hammering down. He's like, okay, I know it's rough, but this is what I like doing and I'm enjoying going to it. Doesn't matter. He'll work through it without trying. That's true. I do. I do like, I do like, like it to a point. So I'm not a hater of it. Don't worry. But anyways, it's our guest, just, we got to get yeah, sure, a guest instead of sucking shit. Can I, wait, can I make, can I make my dad joke? Yes, absolutely. He knows it sucks. Like, okay, that, no, no, don't encourage, don't encourage the behavior. We can edit that joke. That's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll, we'll take it right out of there. <laughs> just kidding. Um, okay. So okay, we, so tell us about Brickling. How yeah, did you get was... into it? <laughs> Um, okay, so Brickling, um, my family, it's family trade. So my great-grandpa, who I didn't get the chance to meet, came here from Germany when he was a kid. He was a brick mason, a local one. And then my grandfather was a brick mason. He was, they did residential stuff mostly. And then, like, when, I think it was the 80s, they said, or 90, I can't remember when everything kind of went downhill as far as like the interest rates and everything were super high. So no one was building anything. They all went out to Reno in Nevada and Tahoe and like all that area because that was a boom town and we're doing a bunch of work out there. And that's where he met my mom and all that sort of stuff. So like, then they traveled back home because Reno is a terrible place to raise a kid. <laughs> Found that out because the grocery store got robbed at gunpoint like two blocks down from the house. I don't know. I've seen like, Reno nine one one. It looked all right. <laughs> yeah, new new boot goofing. <laughs> new <Yeah>. boot goofing. <laughs> yeah, TV says it's okay. No. Um, yeah. Okay, with that, but so yeah. you were gonna go to college, and then you decided mm-hmm. to go back into the trades with your dad. What happened there, and what were you going in for college for? Okay, so I grew like in the idea of like my dad. So my dad graduated high school, but very, like my grandparents got divorced. So no, he was kind of in a situation where, like he's the oldest kid and he was like, okay, hey, you just take care of everything. Right. So it was like, I got to the age of going to college and my dad was like, Hey, you like, it was his dream, you know, go to college, like, go do that stuff, go figure it out. Um, Cause he wanted to support his kid and like, give me the opportunity he didn't get. And so I went to school for business administration and marketing so like the idea of taking those skills and turning them into running the business with him. Um, I would still work like high school. I worked summers for him and then co- in college, I worked summers in between classes. So like I was still involved in everything. And after like three and a half years of college, I got to like, I think it was a sports marketing class where, so on Friday, we all brainstorm all these ideas for like the homecoming football game. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like the teacher's involved, the professor's involved, and he's a tenured professor. So like, that's should set the tone for where I'm going to go with this because I'm not, I'm still not happy about it. But he can't, you can't fire that guy. But he, we all brainstorm these ideas. We come back on Monday to present. It gets halfway through the class after everybody's presented, and that teacher stood up verbatim and was like, "This is all a pile of shit. Like this is bullshit. You guys like," and just ripped on everybody. I'm like, but everybody had the same ideas that he participated in. And I was sitting in class and I was like, I just paid you to say that to me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I here? And so everybody in class is like, how do we make it up to him? I was like, screw that guy. Like, I don't. Like, yeah, do I like that. Me? I like that. You like you just paid someone to lip you off. Like, what? Yeah. I'm like, you're the teacher. You obviously failed at teaching the material. If you think all of it's shit, like you were there. <laughs> yeah, you were there for the brainstorming. This is kind of on you, yeah. man. Yeah, and so I have that experience. And at the time, my business classes were set up so it was like 
you do this for half a you just pound out a class for half a semester, then go to the next one, pound out for half a semester so you could get through your credits quicker. And so I do that. I have that experience with him and I'm like, okay, I'm already set off. Um, and then I go to, I can't remember what my next class was, but I'm in the syllabus class, like the, where they're going over everything. And this professor decides to go on a rant about how people without college degrees are worthless. And like all this, like he will not ever excuse a day off, regardless of like, it's a funeral, you're sick, whatever you're like, college is the utmost thing in your life. And that's all you should care about. And so he's just going on this tangent. And like I said, my father like graduated high school, but it was, you know, <laughs> he graduated and he's not, I'm not saying he was dumb or anything. He just didn't care about it because he was had other things going on. And so this professor's teeing off about people that don't have a college degree. And so I open my laptop, check out of the class, see what my tuition reimbursement is. I think it was like 750 bucks. Looked up what a flight to Hawaii was for seven days because my, <laughs> aunt my aunt and uncle are stationed there in the military, so I have a couch to stay on. Yeah, I call, I stood up in the middle of his rant and I was like, "Hey, I gotta go." And he like looks at me. I was like, "I'm leaving. I don't care what you have to say." Walk out, called my dad, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to Hawaii for seven days, and then I'll be at work on the next one." So, and then that's how I left college and got to that because I was just sick of. Yeah, stuff wow. like like pay, paying people for that sort of thing and then i was also to the point of like what is another eight page paper going to do to help me run a masonry business like when i could just yeah. go work if, if that's your, if business. that's your future plan and you already had classes in marketing and business so like man do you really need the paper if this is where you're going anyway mm-hmm. so and that's what people still like the one of the old inspectors and stuff they're always t- still telling me you should go back to school you should go i'm like who like so I can give it my resume to myself. Like, what do you? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I get that, and like, I, I'm just tired of some, some people's minds and mindset in college, university. I see a post. It's like, why are we in a time? It's the weirdest time where people who are making forty five, fifty k a year, but in a white collar job, are looking down at people making one, like ninety to one ten a year in a blue collar job. Mm-hmm. Why, like, why are we still in that mindset right now? It's disgusting. Because well, they, just, you know what yeah. it honestly is, and this Society. is what I truly believe, is that these people work in white collar at a bank that went to school. They've got a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. Mm-hmm. If they're American, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the rest of the world isn't like that at the U.S. But I think a lot yeah. of what it hey, is I comes from the U.S. cultural thing that rubs off. But they've got a shit ton of student debt. They look at themselves. They clock in. They go in nine to five. They're miserable, but they can't quit because they've got that mentality that we talked about. They're like, well, I can't quit because mm-hmm. I went to school and I got to justify all this. But you know what? I'm at least better than those people that didn't go to school because I'm educated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're reinforcing themselves that they're not an idiot because if they didn't look down on the blue collar workers, they would realize that the blue collar workers were actually much smarter in the long run. Yeah. Here <laughs> on average. And then they'd be like, oh, my God. They'd just go and nibble on a Winchester. <laughs> I love that saying. <laughs> okay. No, it's, it's exactly that. And, like, people, the biggest thing I hear back for, like, when I mentioned, like, the 120 wage, like, well, those guys are traveling all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. But the in-town guys, I know in-town guys who just run hoe and stuff for the local RMs and stuff, they're still getting 55 a year, still more than oh, a yeah. lot of the white car job, and they have a normal hours and they're home. So it's like, where, like what? And, and they just what they practiced on a whole a few times and now they're all operating like, like leave them alone why do you look down on that person? <laughs> well that's the thing weird thing too is like if you look at white collar like you look at like oh i've got an mba i'm a consultant i fly around to all these different cities and look at it and i make ninety thousand dollars a year we'll still look down turn around spends all his nights in hotels <laughs> makes mm-hmm. that 80, ninety thousand a year as a consultant Turn around, look at that blue collar guy working a hoe in the oil patch, and be like, "Yeah, you're never home. That's a shitty lifestyle." <laughs> That's Anyways, I'm gonna sit here in the bar and drink my sorrows away. Yeah, my, my favorite <laughs> is the consultant. When I do it, like, yeah. okay, you know what? Just fuck it. I'm gonna go get a suit from Walmart for fifty bucks, sit in that excavator all day, and be like, "I'm white collar now." I'm better than look people. At my office. I've got a corner office with a view, and I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> like, well, what's the definition? Like what clothes yeah. you wear means you're successful. You can wear a suit in anything. In fact, the guy that makes one hundred and twenty thousand a year work operating a hoe can afford a much nicer suit than the blue collar <laughs> or the white collar guy making forty a year working in a bank. The suit doesn't mean shit. Yeah, no, my hey, favorite be, are the be consultants. Careful. What? 
be careful. I said, be careful. They got mad at me for posting about that on TikTok. That no, that's where I say like you're the <laughs> controversial thing. They get mad at you because you made one post about not having student debt. Like, hey, look at me. I don't have student debt. That's good for you. People should be happy for you. People got so mad at you. It was ridiculous. <laughs> because if they didn't get mad, they'd nibble on a Winchester. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got to get mad at someone. They got to take the pain off. Like it's all the consultant points. The best one though. Because those guys are the same mindset, but they're on all the jobs. So it's like, you're doing the same thing. You come to the office trailer with us when we do our coffee breaks. You do our lunch breaks with us. Like You're out on the road. But no, I'm educated. I'm better than you guys. Like You're doing the same thing, but you get paid less. Or the same. <laughs> but still, it's like, come on. Yeah. Honestly, and uh, I really, really believe that anybody that has to put another person down just isn't happy in their own job. Or their own life. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing yeah. I've learned is that if you put anybody else down for the work you're doing, you're just not happy with your work. And they always seem to put down people that they notice are happy. Oh, I, I've had a few people walk up to me at like a social or the bar and like they start telling me how good their work's going and other small business guys and like how successful they are. Like they're trying to like, I think they're trying to dig at me. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, man. Good for you. And they just don't know what to do. Like they're expecting me to retort with like, oh, I'm I'm crushing it too. I got lots going on. It's like, no, awesome, you guys. You should just start up. Good for you. That's great. And then they just white face. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to grab <laughs> like, another but, drink. Like, yeah. but but is your dick bigger than mine? Or like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're supposed to show me. They're just they're just trying to. They got to put someone else down to make sure they feel good on all aspects of things. It's just like you just hey hey man, that's awesome. Good for you. Keep it up. Yeah, and that's how you oh. should be. That's how you should be. That's that's you, my go thing. It's like you know what. I wish people were more open with their success. And you know what? I'm, I don't mind talking if I'm successful and I don't mind talking about somebody and like you got a friend or somebody and they want to share a successful thing in their life. I'm, I like that. I like hearing about other people's success. It's mm-hmm. a little bit inspirational, mm-hmm. but you know what? It feels good when a friend succeeds. I, 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 I also I, think we need yeah. to be more open about sharing when things are shitty. I like sharing Agreed. Agreed. and I like sharing my like, hey, man, things are going really rough right now. Like I'm running into these problems because you know what I found? You have way more success if you talk about how crappy things are right now, because then people are there with advice, different encouragement. Mm-hmm. No one encourages a successful guy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with saying that like, hey, these are the things that are going well. And then like, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. And then these are the things that aren't going well. Well, we'll try and work to fix it. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. people just brag. It's well, it's well, it's it's tough. I, I actually avoid media. the, yeah, I avoid the bragging altogether though. When I go on the other end, like I just trash myself. Like people ask me how I'm going out. Like my main response <laughs> is still breathing when someone asks me how I'm doing, because I two years ago I had a job where like it was wasn't even going great. It was just doing decent. And a friend of mine or a few friends were at the bar and we were talking, and I said like, oh yeah, no, I'm on this one job. It's actually going really good. I think I'll do well on it. My customer comes up to me on the next day I'm on their job and said, hey, people said you were bragging about how you're getting, you're, you're making out like a bandit on this job. I'm like, I, I, I pulled them to the side. I was so mad. I said, I said, the job is going all right. I think I'll do okay on it or do well on it. Like I was not, so ever since then, I don't, not even, like, like no, I won't even talk to people about my jobs are going because people want to hurt you. They want to make you, like, I don't know. People are, people are bad. I, I avoid people now. Like I only talk to my good friends about my business, dude. It's the story, like the what the Chinese farmer about how his kid, like he has the kid, right? And the kid, the gets the horse, but um, he's like, oh, you're so lucky. And then the horse breaks the kid's leg. He's like, oh, Oh, that's so bad. Like, and then the military comes and can't take the kid. Like, oh, you're so. He's like, we'll see. You know, we'll see because it's just there's good and bad things and everything. I I hope uh, Chase. I hope you know that story because it probably made no. It probably made no sense if you don't. I'm gonna butcher it if I repeat it. So, I wish I knew the story to because it is a good story. Yeah, well, we can't just search search the Chinese farmer. Okay, I'll find it. (laughs) Oh, we're gonna go right through it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna quote this. Yeah, but no, that is that is my response to things now though. It's just like a monotone, like yes, no, like. Chinese proverb. Oh, all right. I'm getting we'll see. my yeah. storytelling uh, voice here. Let me just pour myself another cup of coffee, and we'll get into this. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. But yeah, I, I, like like from from the story, you'll get the point. But I like to keep it like just yeah. We'll see. Well, I don't know because I oh. you can't get too happy or too sad, or people will go, get on you for it. I think. Here we go. We'll go yeah. with the will see story. Okay. <laughs> once a, once upon a time, there was an old farmer who had worked his crops for many years. 
One day his horse ran away. Upon hearing the news, a neighbor came to visit and said, Such bad luck. You must be so sad. We'll see, replied the farmer. The next morning the horse returned, bringing with it two other wild horses. How wonderful, the neighbors exclaimed. Not only did your horse return, but you received two more. What great fortune you have. We'll see, said the farmer. The following day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses, was thrown and broke his leg. The neighbor came over again to offer their sympathy on the misfortune. Now your son cannot help you with the farming. What terrible luck you have. We'll see, replied the old farmer. The following week, military officers came to the village to conscript young men into the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things had turned out. Such great news, you must be happy. The farmer smiled to himself and once again said, we'll see. No, that was the end of it. Oh, well, hey, yep. I like it. That's a good story. <laughs> I but thought there was like going to be after the ad, but no, there was nothing after the ad. That's that's the story. <laughs> but that's the general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen longer versions where people have added more things to it. But We should still, we should do yeah. a story time every podcast. That was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the voice. <laughs> I, I had my storytelling voice on that one. It was good. It was good. <laughs> but that's now, just the thing is like you never know when things are going good when things are going bad yeah so just that's why i keep it monotone when i'm talking about the business everything just hey yeah you know we're good this, this still breathing like if anyone in town asks me how i'm going my response is still breathing like just just going just living <laughs> whether i'm having a great day or a bad day yeah for the three yeah you know, that's the thing is like when things you can have things going really good and really bad at the same time. That and is I think true. A lot of people try and say they're positive things. And I don't know if it's so much bragging, but I think people try and say they're positive things. because I think internally they're not so much bragging, but they're trying to focus on the good things in their life. Because there could be times where I'd be talking about Edison to people and they might come off as bragging. But realistically, I'm saying like, oh, yeah, we got this motor, uh, you know, done a few good news interviews. We got the motor in. Things are going well. And they're focused on the bragging. But they don't realize that behind the scenes is that, oh, my God, like, yeah, things are going well on like things are going well with the company. But in my personal life, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm spending so much time working on this. All my free time is gone. I don't have time to go hang out with friends the same way I used to. Mm-hmm. Certain friendships are like, I can't keep in touch. I'm focused on my work. I'm loving it. But like, hey, do we got a date night? Oh, sorry, I was working on this super late. Or like, yeah. oh, man, I am stressed because mm-hmm. like we got investors. I got to make sure, you know, we got a nice return for them. I'm like, is this going to work? We've had billion dollar companies tried this and were unsuccessful. I think it's going to work. I've got full confidence it's going to work. But if $2 billion, there's a company was what was worth $40 billion that tried to do it and couldn't do it. There's another company worth $2 billion. And I'm like, these guys had $42 billion to come up with this. We got $200,000. I'm a little stressed that that'll work or not. <laughs> so like, hey, dude, the- just yeah. push it down a hill. Just push it down a hill like Nikola Motors. I'm having as much fun as I used to. I'm having fun, yeah. but it's a different way. But it comes off as bragging because I'm focusing on the positive things to keep me going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people will misconstrue that and then be like, that Chase Barber is a dickhead. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> that's not how he was telling you that story. And then the thing is, you tell it the other way and people are like, oh, he's so miserable. So like, exactly. it's a hard one because you're like, oh, he's talking yeah. about all these negative things that are happening. He's a negative person because that person's focusing on the negative. So it's well, I- talking to people that you don't really know when you're interacting yeah. with to find that balance of oh my god i'm so stressed out i'm not talking with friends like i'm not really i like the weight of stress on me right now is so heavy they're like oh my god he's such a downer or you go the other way and you're like everything's going so good you're like well, it's, it, it. it's actually funny we are we're on this because just this past weekend there was a, a big hockey tournament in town so i've seen a lot of people that i know decently but i haven't seen them in a long time and after bumming mm-hmm. it for a bit i you know, get a little tipsy. And I was like, you know what? There is a lot of good going on. So I started talking about that the morning after I'm like, Oh, all those people are going to probably be bad mouthing <laughs> me saying how Jordan was, you know, Oh, Jordan's bragging no, about what's no. going on. And like, maybe, maybe not, but that's, what's going through my head is like, Oh, I talked about Edison. I talked about the podcast, talked about some other things. People are going to think I'm bragging when I just wanted to, Hey, it's been a while. Let's chat. And, and then, yeah, then I'm, it worked up all week. Like, Oh, they probably think I'm a jerk now, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> See, oh. dude, my dad, my dad's the same way as you. Like, my dad tries to hide everything, right? So, like, 
because he doesn't want people to be like, oh, he's successful. Like, he can't. And, like, they shit on it. Because, I mean, look at how many people hate people that do great things. And so that's where my dad comes from, the same mindset that you do. But I think, really, everything comes from your delivery. So, like, it'd be different if, like, you were like, oh, I'm high on the hill. I do all this stuff. But, like, you're probably just excited. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, if people judge you for being excited about, like, what success you're or what fun you're having, like, kick rocks dude i mm-hmm. would say something else but i don't know if you really want me to swear on your i was gonna say just tell them to go fuck themselves but... yeah well hey my mom still listens so take it easy sorry i do construction guys i do construction i'm sorry no that's fair that's fair oh <laughs> You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I bet a lot of it, how you construed it, goes back to, like you say, it is how you intended. If you're bragging because you're unhappy and you're just trying to focus, I think it matters whether a person is just happy in what they're doing or not. Because if you're happy with what you're doing, people perceive that and be like, oh my god, he's happy with things. He's You're not doing, doing it to brag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they can probably just tell people genuine... enjoy talking with that. I yeah. think that difference you just have to be happy genuine excitement yeah. over like just being condescending like yeah no things are going well I'll probably make a meal this year like that's just like me making up things mm-hmm. like just like, being like so condescending about it, over being like just genuinely happy over like oh like i got like, three or four new jobs this week i'm really excited to get on them like like just the way you say things so yeah and it's all like i think because a big thing in my is like operate from a foundation of gratitude right like that's mm-hmm. big like that's something i'm going to preach to everybody is like work on gratitude. And so if you operate from that foundation, like from the idea of gratitude and thankfulness, like if someone's mad at you for that, like that's kind of on them, you know, but like, you're just excited about what you got going on and that's perfectly acceptable. And like, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Nice. Well said. And then there's just people who are unhappy. No matter what you say is that like, there's going to be some people that if you're happy, they want to knock you down because they're not happy and they want to knock you down for happiness fuck them mm-hmm. that's yeah there, there are those people out there that no matter what you say to that person in a conversation they're not gonna like how it went afterwards yeah and this is right. exactly where you attract the people that your mindset's at so if you're a happy person when you talk to people other people that are happy you're gonna try and share in that happiness there's those people that are just miserable cunts in life mm-hmm. and they're gonna knock you down because they're they, they're not happy and they're going to want to find other people that are going to go and talk about their misery and they're just going to attract it. I would rather be friends with happy people so I'll just keep being happy. Yeah. Well, that's why I that's why I respond to half the comments on my TikTok like, hey, I don't know what happened to you today or what hurt you, but I hope it gets better. Like, Because it, it has nothing to do with me. Like, it's all them. You know, it's if someone's having a bad day or saying bad things about you, it's much more indicative of their character than it is yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen people's TikTok go down because these people, like, the comments come in and they're negative. Because everyone's going to get negative comments online. But they start mm-hmm. getting mean and they start getting angry. And, like, there's been times where I people have said things that have gotten under my skin and I want to fight them. And then I, you just take a second and you're like, wait a second. No, I'm not going to be unhappy. Because what it does with these people that focus on that is that their TikToks end up going downhill because they start doing hate back at the person so those other people that mm-hmm. enjoy hate and misery start coming in the comments and it just the entire their entire channel goes down in the case of a month mm-hmm. just because right. they start well, you negative comments yeah it's i don't know if you guys see um the modern warrior i don't know his real name yeah, yeah he's yeah. a native, native american dude i'm like i really like i don't pay a ton of attention to him so i don't know what a ton of his message is but i do see that he's like a lot of his brand is calling people out and like doing stuff. And now like, I can't imagine sitting there and checking his con, like being him and seeing the con. Cause I'm sure people just all day are giving it right back. Like just teeing off on him. Yeah. It would be miserable. Well, you know what's happening with him now too, right? Like everything. With no, that girl. I like, uh, oh, there's, uh, a th- there's a thing with a girl and that account. Like he had to delete his TikTok. I'm pretty sure. Cause it all went belly really? up. Yeah, because he was. Oh. They, they found out he's now the bad guy after he called out people for months online. Like, hey, colonizer. Now it's like, oh, actually, Modern Warrior was the jerk. Yeah, anyone who's like a big fan of his, if they're listening, just go check it out. Like, this is all going down. I had to follow because it kept popping up on my For You page. So, oh, I yeah, met one guy. Yeah. He, you know, good friends with him. But the, he started going after a few negative comments after people called it out. And he had such a. It turned into his page, turned into such. So miserable. That he tried to delete it, 
He couldn't, like, mm-hmm. TikTok's like, well, you can't delete it and erase these comics. He's like, I just want them gone. He got to the point where he just had to film a video of his nutsack and put it posted <laughs> on his For You page. Everything <laughs> got deleted and permanently banned. They're like, you can't delete it. So he's like, here's my nuts. Account perma-ban. <laughs> and they started right at the beginning, like, two weeks later and, like, made it yeah. like, something, well, uh, <laughs> something, you know, point two. Look at that, uh, yeah. that the German excavator operator we interviewed. I can't remember his TikTok name right now. Mac, loader Mac, loader Mac. Mac. That guy's TikTok, like, it's grown, like, from when we interviewed him, like, it was, like, at maybe 80,000. Now I think it's, like, 250. Like, he's had t- tons of growth. He just, like, he does the funnest things. Like, he just has a teddy bear that he, like, greases an excavator with, <laughs> just jokes around. He's just funny. It's like, there we go. Like, no hate. <laughs> There's no hate on that page. Nope, nope. <laughs> no one's going to be like, fuck your teddy bear, Mac. Yeah, someone can say the weirdest thing. You're an adult with a teddy bear. He'll just post another one. He does not care. Yeah, it's like, you're right, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, love that guy's page. Oh yeah, they, that's awesome. Honestly, I've known my noticed my own page has like stagnated in views and followers strictly because like I used to post just really happy login videos. I was friendly, and now I it's I'm not posting happy videos anymore. I'm posting oh that's a oh sorry, I got sorry. Um I'm just <laughs> posting videos the dog ran in with something, but I'm just posting <laughs> videos where I'm talking more about engineering and be like, no, that's not how it works. This is how it works. And it's, it's not that I'm angry, but you can tell mm-hmm. that like I'm under more stress now than I was when I was just happy, go lucky hauling logs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See that go in and it immediately translates into content and followers is that I'm talking more about engineering. It's a little bit more stressful. It's a little bit heavier. It's not yeah. the happy-go-lucky content again. And then when I post a happy video, or it's like, hey, this is just some goofy office stuff, it goes back again. Yeah. So and, and, and people get the wrong idea sometimes because there are troll pages that do really well. But it's I think it's fewer than, than happier pages, for sure. Like, there's a lot less um, troll pages that are viral than people that are bringing happiness. Like, look at that dancing guy from Manitoba here. Who just eats food and then dances? He had like seven point five million followers. Like that's all he does. Even hell yeah! But the odd troll goes viral, and people are like, "Oh yeah, I can troll and go viral," and then they go on it. It's like, no, no. Well, and this is honestly where it comes back to that happiness. Is like you look at Iron Mike. Iron Mike, fantastic troll, best troll out there, probably. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The thing is, is like when we talked Iron Mike, we did the podcast. Iron Mike is a happy guy. That's true too happy guy in life mm-hmm. from he enjoys what he does he's happy he's still happy while he's doing his trolling but it's still like trolling and, and it does really well it's that people that go into that trolling from a mean hateful spot that don't do well that's very true because even some of his comments like guys are like asking to like get made fun of by iron mike because he's like a happy funny <laughs> guy like they want like even like one of my friends like when he was on the podcast we got him to say like like you know f your mom to him just to mm-hmm. make him laugh and it was like it was it, like like the guy wants to hear that from Iron Mike because it's funny because he's a happy guy. Because you know it's funny. He's happy. He doesn't really mean it. If it was somebody that's like genuinely like yeah. mom and like hateful, you're like, oh my god, no, fuck you. Yeah, that's so like, oh, yeah. like oh, all right, awesome. No, he's just busting balls. Like he's not trying to ruin your day. He's just trying to make you laugh. Really. Yeah. Yep. Wow, we got philosopher you thought we were gonna talk about brick yeah i was ready to talk about brick so much no. i know we're just talking about the meaning of life and happiness and going yeah. into some buddhist shit well what, once we realized about adult legos once we realized that brick is just stacking it was like wow well, you know stop stacking on the other brick okay you want to talk about the meaning of life then <laughs> Just quite the job. It's honestly, good. It's and good. this is honestly, it's one of those things that goes back to where it's you literally look at bricklayers, and I would be one of those trades that blue collar would work down and be like, You guys lay bricks, you're a bunch of idiots. And it's like, no, actually, we can have pretty deep <laughs> philosophical debates on things. We're smart people, we just do what makes us happy. And that's a big difference. Yeah. Like, stop shitting on us. We're smart. We're actually probably there's no difference between getting an education and intelligence level. And I think this conversation can kind of prove that. I I, oh, I I have a yeah. very hard time with with some people in their education mindset, especially actually I got the the new girly friend and she's in uni right now Ooh. and some of the stuff that she does, it's it's her answering questions that if I was in the class I know I would fail because like she has to do an essay on something that she disagrees with but the professor says you have to like agree with me and write it on that mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so if you stood up with your own opinions and you disagreed with the professor, you failed? Yeah, pretty much. And so it's like, yeah, so you have to write. I struggled to, with that. Yeah, you have to write for what your prof wants. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's ridiculous. That's, you know that's... what, though? I'm going to play devil's advocate here. How dare and you? Times, <laughs> it's, I, I get it. It's <laughs> but I think it's an incredibly useful life skill because most of the profs, they do it for a reason. Not because they know people aren't going to agree, but they'll make it right on it. Because there's times in life where you should be able to look at an argument. It's part of the scientific discovery. You should look at something and be like, I believe it this way. No, you need to Mm -hmm. argue the other way and make the arguments successfully for the other way is a useful skill in science and academia. Because if you're like, hey, I think gravity is this. And you're like, well, everyone thinks gravity is that. No, prove to me that it's not. It's an incredibly useful skill for a scientist to have and be like, I don't think that's right. And you're like, Okay, but prove to me the other way anyways. No, I and I, I agree with that completely. I just that's not exactly where I was coming from because I do agree <laughs> I do agree with that, but I mean like she she wrote an essay, she's like top of the class, gets 95s, 97s all the time. She wrote an essay with facts and best, uh, statements to back it, but it was a complete disagreement of what this professor would believe in. So she got like an 80. Then she did one right after it with the same format. Everything was laid out the same way. Just it was very progressive for the professor. And then she got her 98, 99 kind of thing. So I was like, okay. So it's his bias. It's, it's bias. And that's where I'm upset because it's like, okay, that, that's bias over. I agree with what you said, Chase. I do agree with that. Like sometimes they're just trying to force your mind to think in a different way. Like I understand that. But yeah. There, there yeah are like Chase said, it's critical thinking. Critical thinking skills. Yeah. So it's a hard one to debate. There are just places, times where there's biases. Oh, don't these these her uni courses? I I would look at some of the stuff she does. There's there's too, little little too much bias in the one course, but we can just drop that. I guess I think that's the difference. Where I'm talking, I guess I didn't know what university she is, <clears throat> but that's why I like the sciences: economics, finance, mathematics, physics, because it's right or it's wrong, and you can prove it's right or it's wrong. And obviously, if you're on an academic course and you submit to the professor two plus two equals five, he's going to be like, no, that's wrong. And yeah. that's wrong. The problem is when these philosophy <laughs> things is that it's just what the professor thinks is right. That's why, like, I hated English and creative writing. Yeah, like, this was an English class that I was talking about. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I think your short story sucks. And you're like, I like my short story. It's just not your genre that you like dick yeah. you like sci-fi and i wrote a horror so of course you marked it wrong because you don't like reading horror yeah, that was no it's the it's the piece about that it was an english course i was i was i was getting that it was some egregious thing i got pretty heated i couldn't even listen to what she was saying yeah honestly my only nice thing is that there's normally enough professor different professors at most universities that do think different ways and having to conform you're like okay this professor is very left-leaning i've got to make it do the thing make them happy put those viewpoints down whether i agree with them or not and then you get a professor that's right-leaning and you're like okay i gotta go more conservative on this paper but it's forcing you to consider both sides of the spectrum because when i went into university i was very heavy right-wing hardcore Mm. republican and then i started like looking at things and like ah i just gotta do it and we're like okay i'm making some points that makes sense. And it brought me back into a more of a central position. I'm not left. I'm not right. I can now look Mm -hmm. at different things, analyze them for what they are and make my own decision where I think if I didn't go to university and I wasn't forced into doing it, I would still just have my blinders on and say, this is the right way. I'm not going to consider other things because I know I'm right. And so it kind of did bring out this side of me that I can look at things more rationally and make my own objective by arguing both sides of my own mind. And that's I, the one thing that it did teach me. And, and I get that, but I just I don't like what the professors with that light, right and left bias, which they can have. But when they're marking with that bias, it's like, hey, how about here's a topic that you study and research and you get your own thesis from. Like you decide what you want to go with it. Why does it have to be, okay, I know this story now. I'm going to do a report on it. But I got to make sure it's a little left for my professor. Like well, it shouldn't be that. Own... It should be, hey, let's let's decide, and then you get marked on what you brought from it. Well, that's their own failing, and I sh- think it mm-hmm. showed the lack of intelligence from that professor. Because... Oh, you got to see this professor, man! Oh, I got to, oh, I got oh, to stop. I got to stop. They're just they're dumb, and they never learned. They surround to their echo chamber, like I was when I went into university. Mm-hmm. 
they went through university but like they took that hard position they're like i'm left wing and i'm the yada 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 communist and i'm not going to change and i'm going to ignore and i'm going to argue with every professor that says otherwise and now when they come to market mark other students papers they can't see past their own thing because they put their blinders on right in year one as a new student in university yeah. argue their position and they would take a c minus because it meant that they could argue their point and fuck that professor for their own bias now they became a professor with their own bias so i think some of those skills of yeah shut up meet the professor's bias actually brings out a better student and i think it's academia is slightly better for having those biases and making students conform to it because if you can do that like your girlfriend is she's obviously smart and she can figure things out i Mm. think it's a good thing i think it's bad that it happens but i think it results in good results so it's one of those things that does the end justify the means? I, I can say with her, I think it's good because she can understand that. She can say, oh, yeah, like, I, I got to conform. Like, she can work around it. But for someone who doesn't see what's going on, it's de- detrimental to them. It is. It so is. It's, it's, it's a two sides there. But uh, it's, it's a hard yeah, one I agree with the echo chamber. Th- I agree with the echo chamber thing. Because it's like, and that's what university is good or college is good for is like the critical thinking, the soft skills, right? Like, that's incredible or if you're going to go be a doctor things like that but like i think the problem with a lot of societies we all especially social media has compounded this is that you get put in the echo chamber so like us three can sit here and like talk shit on white collar dudes but like we don't understand it it's just going to keep an echo chamber of like yeah they they are if they do the blue collar thing or if like any better races, any political thing, like you just get put in an echo chamber. And if you don't step outside that box, you're always going to be this bigoted little asshole. Yeah. Like if we were, if we were just blue collar guys, just together talking about this constantly, that's bad. But we like me and Chase look at Eric, like that's, he's getting more blue collar, but Eric's quite white collar to begin with. We have a lot of, and like myself personally, have a lot of white collar friends. So I get there are Mm -hmm. people in white collar jobs who are doing really well. And aren't looking down on blue collar people like there are those people out there. So we're not in our echo chamber here, just saying, "Oh, you got to be blue collar, or you're trash." Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and I mean, yeah, you look at Eric; he was very white collar, like literally worked at a bank for that mm. forty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> and, but he was outside his own university echo chamber. He put his went after what made him happy. Yeah, looked mm-hmm. at it, and he's like, you know what? I don't need to work at a bank. I can go do the thing I'm passionate about. You're mm-hmm. always happier doing that. It's it's literally leaving that echo chamber. If you stayed in an echo chamber where all your friends worked at banks, you viewed that white collar, you would never look at it. And I think the same applies, because I think that there's a lot of people that are working in trades. And we, we like mm-hmm. blue collar. Obviously, we're blue collar boys. But I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of people working in trades where it's like, hey, man. I don't know if the trade's right for you in that manual labor. Because while there are people working in a bank that love to go blue collar, I think there's somebody digging a ditch with a shovel that is incredibly bright, but he's just in the wrong thing. And we, you look at him on the crew and you're like, he's lazy, he's unmotivated. Maybe if he did go to university, became a lawyer, he just loves reading and he could read case files for 16 hours a day, no problem. And he would make the fan, most fantastic lawyer that does mm-hmm. it, and he's just in the wrong place. So I think it goes both ways. But if he's surrounded by those people, they're like, yeah, blue collar. Working in the trades is a way to do it. We don't have student loans. Look how smart we are without our student loans. We can buy the nice mm-hmm. trucks. We're making 110 a year. Why would you go to university? Because that one person, if he was outside his echo chamber of don't do blue collar, might be an incredibly successful lawyer that has a law for his own law firm by the time he's 50 and making 40 million a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what you know what's yeah. funny is the exact other side of that other side of that, like exactly what you're saying, but going the other way, like going white collar. Like I've had blue collar guys where I'm like like baffled by it sounds so rude, but like baffled by stupidity. Like I'm like, how does this guy put his shoes on? Like I'm trying to watch what he does throughout <laughs> the days. Like how can like this guy this guy's up there for like the dumbest man I've worked with, blah blah blah. We get to an airport, we're going on a business trip or uh, a construction trip together. Guys Goes like I don't know how to do my tickets at the airport. I'm panicking. I'm worked up. He grabs my ticket, punches in the machine. Knows how the, all the tech stuff works. I'm like, oh, like you're pretty good with tech then. And he's like, oh yeah, like that's what, like what, like I'm good at that. I'm like, why, why are you working in blue collar, man? Like you're clearly more advanced than a lot of us are in tech. I thought you were. 
IQ of a parrot, like a parrot, like maybe like 45 IQ. But with tech, you're clearly better than me. Maybe not great, but like you're clearly good at this. We should probably be doing this. And you'd probably be happier. But hey, you do you, man. Well, and I don't well, think uh, people are as dumb. I think the average person is really smart. And we look at a lot of people that you're like, oh, man, he can't even use an angle grinder. It's like, no, he probably can't. But I bet if he put into quantum physics where he just looked at theoretical physics and nothing but numbers and papers, he might be a savant. He just can't yeah. angle grinder mm-hmm. in his hand. And it's the same thing as like the theoretical physicist that looks at it you're like he's an incredibly bright person, probably doesn't know how to change the oil on his damn car. And it's not that they're dumb. It's just they have different skill sets, different things make them happy. And if you've got like if numbers make you happy, obviously you're not going to put any time to learning how to use an angle grinder. So you're going to suck with an angle grinder. So focus on what makes you happy. And we're back to that point again. Sorry. That's all about being happy. No, you're good. It's the thing of, like, if you judge a fish by its ability to walk, it's always going to fail, you know? Like, yeah, it's just, that's how it goes. Well, there's that photo of, like, all you. the animals lined up. It's like, hey, we're going to judge you by how you can climb this tree. And the monkey's all happy. And then this, there's, like, a fish on the ground. Like, what? what? Hey, hey, oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah, you're going to think yeah. I have special needs. Like, I don't know. Have you seen those videos? Exactly. Fish that can climb trees, though. Fish that can climb trees. You know, you actually haven't seen that. It's always the thing that makes me laugh because there are fish <laughs> that climb trees. I am baffled. I am baffled. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. There's Don't fish that climb trees. How do they climb a tree? Trees. They use their little fins. I'm, I'm, I'm. This is some national geographic <laughs> stuff. I when need to see kid, it. The the kid that does the animal videos on TikTok. I can't remember what his handle is. They're called oh, he does all- climbing goramis. Or climbing perches, and the family includes 34 species, and they can climb trees. Wow. That's it's incredible. a thing. Fish can climb trees, and it, I never got that. You're like, that's a thing that exists, guys. Can we use a different example? Hmm. <laughs> that's incredible. That is incredible. Good to know. You weirdo. You learn something every day. You learn something every day. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I know so many useless facts about these dumb things. Anyway. Usually, usually I'm the useless fact guy too. Well, you're the World War II useless fact guy, but those aren't useless. I guess those are pretty neat. Those are pretty neat. I mean, when other than this conversation, I've been holding, apart from this one topic coming up, where is this fact ever good for? Like I've been holding on to this in my back pocket for the last four years. <laughs> fish fish oh, can climb trees. I knew this day was coming. <laughs> When this is done, mom, mom, I got the fact now. <laughs> I got my tree climb. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we you gotta get back to Jeopardy. Guess. Yeah, we should. Honestly, no. Um. Okay, Jesse, <laughs> I got a question to ask you. Apparently, when okay. you were a kid, the nicest thing ever happened to you, and it stuck with you since. Let us hear that story. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is fun. Um. This is something that shaped a lot of my behavior, I think. And it's uh, like, it seems super insignificant, but it, for what it's stuck in my brain as a kid. And I try to keep it in my, um, we were working on a house. I was a kid. So like, cause my dad's blue collar. So I was a kid that like, if I made my mom mad or like, if she just wanted me out of the house, like I got out, Hey, go play in the sand pile at the job site and clean things or do whatever you want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little kid. And we go to the gas station for lunch and we all get our food. I get a slice of pizza. I'm all stoked about this pizza. We go back. And of course, because I'm a clumsy little kid, I trip and I dropped that slice of pizza into like, I, in my brain, it looked like I made like Rocky Road ice cream, you know, like it was just covered in black asphalt in my brain is what this pizza looks like. Mm-hmm. And I drop and I'm upset. I'm a kid, right? So I'm like, I remember tearing up. Like I wanted to eat this pizza. I like, I can't go get another piece. I'm not an adult. I can't drive. And this old Mason, no words, just reaches over, takes that slice of pizza, puts his slice in my hand, and he takes it, cleans it off, and carried like, no hesitation, took that and just made my day. Like he did his part to make my day, and that's probably the nicest. Like that is the nicest story that has ever stuck with me as a kid for whatever reason. Oh, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And so now that old mate, like he passed away from silicosis because he was just one of those good old boys that got dirty all the time and inhaled dust. But I'm glad that I have that story. And like, I try 
that's like where a lot of my stuff comes from is I try to operate from like, what would Steve do? You know, like you try to be that person. These, yeah. What, like we can all be assholes of book. Like I can make someone's day miserable or I could be like Steve and like, Hey, if you fuck up, like I'm just going to go fix it or like mm-hmm. promote like some form of positivity in our industry or whatever it may be, or like in my life. Cause it's, I believe everything like, everybody has their own ability to make this little ripple effect. Right. So like if I'm having, like I do my part to make, like say I go to the gas station and make the cashier's day by like being nice or like, Hey, I really like your hair. Or, like just something simple. He or she is probably the next And like, cause she's having like, Oh my gosh, that guy made my day. And then she's going to carry that positivity forward. And it makes this small, like each ripple ring gets bigger. And yeah. it's, it's weird to think of like, to verbalize it and think like all that comes from Steve when I was a kid, just like I dropped my pizza and it was the end of my world as a kid. And he like, didn't even hesitate. Just took pizza, gave me his and carried on about his day. And yeah. like ate, he just cleaned it off and ate it. And like, it's weird to think like that small act has shaped so much of how I try to act. And now it's got you I going out there cool doing the same things, trying to shape. like, like something small that you could do from that could also shape someone else's life and perspective. Mm-hmm. yeah so very cool very neat story it's weird yeah and that's yeah like and that's i try to bring that forward in my content like of like because like, like i said you we run into as blue collar guys like there is the grumpy old asshole who just wants to ruin your day but mm. like i try to not be that like i try to like hey like that's why i post those things of like hey i'm proud of you like i'm sure you worked your ass off today like i believe in you know those sort of things even though I called everybody a little bitch the one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta get, you gotta show the emotion occasionally. You know? yeah, yeah, but like that's and that's cool. So like I think if anyone's listened to this stuff and like hopefully Steve's character influences some other people to do the same stuff because it's like we can. I I'm in the belief that like even though there's shitty things in the world and like there's a lot of stuff going on right now like you can do your part to like make the world around you better and then hopefully that world around you makes the world around it better and so on and so forth and then like that's to me that's how we make things better is like you be nice to the next guy they'll be nice to the next guy and so on and so forth down the chain rather than like if I had a bad day and ruined your life like you're gonna ruin the next guy's day you know and that's all thanks to good old Steve Perks, the old Mason who took my pizza for me. <laughs> Attaboy. Good story, man. Uh, we, we'll, thanks we'll, for letting me share that. Oh, of course. It was awesome. Um, we are, I don't know how to transition now. I'm just sad, emotional. Got me tearing up over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, usually, like, we will wrap up soon, so we'll ask, like, an ending question, but you don't truck drive, so what's your dream no. job if you're not already doing it? What else could you possibly be doing? What else could I um dude? I always make the joke that if masonry went I got two things. If masonry went to shit and like I couldn't do it anymore, I would either go get a license and drive one of those big old cranes, because that just seems like another thing that the child in me would love is to like be up there and pick things up because that for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. But I'd probably get tired I would probably get tired of it and I'm gonna move somewhere very my fishing guide and just eat tacos and enjoy the culture so. <laughs> that sounds pretty good that sounds like a dream job too yeah that's and that yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's where i'm at <laughs> uh, oh i've gotta go oh soon fuck oh we're wrapping up too what's wrong with you oh one thing i asked for in this edison truck was we needed a new set of rear ends to replace mm-hmm. the frame rail's a little bit weak where it's the two plates come together and mount it rust heaved mm-hmm. away and I told this guy, like, we're spending seven grand on a set of rear ends. And I'm like, I need it long, cut right behind the cap because I need that wheelbase for the logging truck. He's like, okay, it'll be 7000 for that new rear clip off, like, a 2015 Kenworth. Okay, perfect. He cut it, the frame, right in front of the diff, and now that's too short to meet the match. So it's like, I, I, we put a deposit down of two grand. In the picture, I'm like, okay, cut it right behind the cab. I need the whole length. They cut it in front of the frame. Uh, ah. no. like, I, ah. like, I've been waiting two weeks for the set of rear ends to come in so they can cut it. They're like, okay, it'll be like a week to get to it. Uh, last week, they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, we'll get to it this weekend. And now they cut it wrong. So now I'm back to square one where I already have a set of rear ends 
sitting there in my yard. It's just that the, they're too short and I needed longer frames. So what's the point of buying a new set of rear ends with a short frame when I already had that set yeah, of rear ends? Okay, okay, but they can, <sighs> they can weld and fish plate it. They can, they can take the rest of that frame, can't they? It, it's just, like I said, it was going to be like to fix the frame that we got was going to be like 12 grand to do it. So I said, okay, well, I'll just spend seven, save myself five. <laughs> and then like, now we're back to square one. Is it like, yeah, when you go solve this problem today, what would Steve do? Just remember, Steve, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'll send you a virtual hug. Seems like everything's going well, and you're like, ah, oh, major disaster. Okay, rest well, level we'll we'll coming on, we'll Jesse. We'll thanks, see. Jesse. Thanks, thanks yeah, for hey, Chase, you're supposed to say, We'll y'all. see. This could this could go good. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You're right. You're right. We'll see. Okay, what was well, your TikTok there again, Jesse? It's a slim brick. Slim brick. Okay, thanks for coming on, man. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. <laughs> okay, chat with you later. Bye. All right, thanks, Jesse.